Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. You can check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome into the podcast. You know it's going to be a good one when I'm already before we started because I am with your guy, my guy, the funny guy, Mr. Stephen Thomas. Stephen, how are you today? Oh, we're hanging in there, my friend. I am. Uh, I'm controlling my own destiny, playoff destiny. How are you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I'm. Uh, I am the master of my own bladder, as Sheldon from Big Bang Theory would say. <laughs> and then he gets electrocuted by a thing, and then he says. I am no longer the master of my own bladder. Uh, so that's my goal. Hey, listen, we're going to be real honest with you folks. We we like to talk about things that are interesting to us, that have substance, have meaning, have a lot of value, all that stuff. So that means we're not really going to talk about yesterday, uh, the Sunday loss to the Jets, uh, just to say they're 10-5 and five and they still control their destiny, like Steven said. Uh, and we're going to really move forward. So, Steven, the Cleveland Browns played the Pittsburgh Steelers with their playoff destiny in their hands. Obviously, there are ways for the Browns, as you uh, shared with us last night, uh, there are ways for the Browns to lose on Sunday in Week 7 and be 10-6 and six and still get in the playoffs. But those ways are mucho complicated, and I don't really want to spend too much energy on them. But what are your expectations for Sunday as the Browns bounce, try to bounce back from Week 16 loss, all the players that were out, all that kind of stuff? What are you thinking? What are you expecting? Well, if we stipulate that, you know, there's no more positive tests and, you know, all the close contacts come back and, and Jedrick Wills, this illness that we've been told uh, and but haven't been told what it is, turns out to not be COVID. Assuming everybody comes back, I expect them to go out and win this game. And that is regardless of whether or not Pittsburgh plays their starters. Now, I'm with everybody. I would love it if they didn't play their starters. I mean, hey. You want to hand me an easy five bucks? I'll take the easy five bucks. You know, not that there's anything easy in the NFL, but obviously playing against backups would would clear the path. I mean, that's just a simple fact. But even if Pittsburgh plays their starters, especially after what happened on Sunday, I expect this team to be focused, angry, um, and, and you know, assuming we don't get another monsoon weather game, uh, they're going to defend the house. I mean, you know. If someone had come and told us, all any or all of us in Cleveland Browns fandom back in August, hey, I'll tell you what, we're not going to tell you how the rest of it plays out, but week 17, you're going to be at home with a chance to beat the Steelers, and that's it. That's all you need to do to get into the playoffs. You don't need anybody any help. 
Would you take it? Yes or no? I think every single one of us would have said, yep, in a, I don't even care what happens the rest of the season. Let's take it. So, and I think the team is, from what I've seen last night and today so far on social media and in, you know, uh, Fred uh, Greetham, you know, put out the, the pressers and the Zoom availability from the players and the coaches and everything. They, like we've been saying for a few weeks, they have really taken this 1-0 this week mantra to heart. They are pissed off. They're angry. But the Jets game's over. We, the only thing that matters to us right now, we're on to Pittsburgh, and I've seen that uniformly. I see, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's just empty words either. It feels like they actually mean it, which is amazing for the culture. So, I think we're going to have our first celebratory Week 17 in Cleveland in, you know, however many years it's been. I think we're finally going to be able to put all of that to bed. And hopefully take another step towards finally putting that stupid quarterback jersey to bed. I expect, the short answer is, I expect a victory and a playoff spot. You know, it's really interesting that if that is true, how many years, and I I think there's a number and it's out there someplace, there was like four times or four years in a row or four times in a row that the Browns lost to the Steelers and fired either their coach or GM or both yeah. immediately following the game. So it's, it's a little bit of apropos that the Browns may, and they have the obvious, obviously they have the opportunity, uh, but your expectation and my expectation is that the Browns will finish off the Steelers in week 17 for their playoff life to step into the playoffs in the first time in whatever the number is 18 years uh, at this point in time. And and that's where we both expect. So let's, let's play it out. Let's go down the two roads. Cause I agree with you. If the Steelers play the backups again, it's easy $5. It's literally what the jets just did to the Browns, right? The, the jets were playing primarily the Browns backups right. on offense and really at that <laughs> level in many of the defense. So mm-hmm. let's play the table. Let's go to the, the, the Steelers play most of their backups for the game. No Ben, none of their, most of their wide receivers, you know, whoever they can afford to, to not play. Are you, do you think the Browns with their anger, their frustration, all of that, uh, put it on them, you know, try to go for that 40 burger and and really kind of make a statement against the backups? Or do you think that game is more uh, like it was against the Giants where the Browns were in control the whole game, but it was really just they knew they were going to win, so they controlled the game, did what they needed to do, and got out of there with a W? Um, well, I don't think they'll get too wild. I mean, and... Again, let's you know stipulate there's no easy games in the NFL, even against backups. I mean, like you said, with the Giants, I mean, yeah, they could have put up 40, but it didn't. It it would it would have made it more risky uh, to really attack like that. And plus, there's a good chance uh, if they win, they'll play Pittsburgh again the following week. So going out there and pissing them off doesn't seem like a real good idea when one there's a decent chance we're going to have to go to their house the following week. Um, if they were to go out and let's say have yeah, maybe not as big of a first half as the Titans, but something like, let's say they're up like the Colts were, let's say they're up 24 seven, something like that at halftime, something like that. I would expect them to sort of throttle back um, and just, you know, we want to, we want the clock to run. We don't want to, we, we want to limit the injuries. And again, you know, you don't want to tick them off. You don't want to, uh, you know, uh, go out there and give them you know, bulletin board material, if that's the phrase you want to use. So 
I don't know. I, you know, I mean, we're assuming a lot here. We're assuming that all our guys come back healthy. We're assuming that they rest all of their guys. And the one name you didn't mention, which I really hope they rest, is uh, T.J. Watt. Boys, that guy really. <laughs> He looks like he could have, he could use a week off, doesn't he? The the young man just looks tired. I'm I'm thinking of his general health and welfare here. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we're out there, if if it turns out that they're up big against their backups, I think Stefanski's smart enough. And, and you don't want to show your hand either. You don't want to give him too much tape of your aggressive stuff. You want to be as vanilla as possible in that situation. Um, not that they don't already have a ton, but you don't want to give happen to give away anything new. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't expect a blowout either way. Um, the Steelers just have this winning culture. I, I would not expect a, you know, 40 to seven or something like that. Um, but, uh, if they're up by a couple of touchdowns and it rolls over into the fourth quarter, I would expect them to go into as conservative a mode as you can and keep that, keep that clock running as much as possible. Just get there, just win. That's all that matters. So if it's against the backups, the uh, at least at betonline.ag, which I'll talk about at the end of the podcast, like I normally do, they were giving six and a half. Uh, that may be the line. You may want to take that um, before anything is announced, before we have an understanding. Because if the, the backups are the play for Pittsburgh, that line's probably getting closer to 10 or 11. And then you may want to take the, the 10 or 11 points with the Steelers at that point. So what gives you confidence um, before I talk about indeed, what gives you the confidence that the, that the Browns could, would, should, whatever terms you want to use here, win if the Steelers play this game like it matters to them? Um, both, mostly because neither one of these teams is the same team that met back in you know week whatever that was where they you know handed our our asses to us. Um, they are ob- I mean, their fall has been obvious, and last week. Uh, in the second half, basically, I mean, the Colts were missing both of their starting tackles, just like the, you know, uh, like the Browns were missing two guys uh, against the Jets on their offensive line. And the Steelers basically, uh, from what I saw, they just said, OK, uh, we're going to put, you know, eight guys in the box here uh, and dare you to try and protect uh, without your starting tackles with T.J. Watt and and uh, Highsmith. And I mean, they've got a hell of a pass rush. So and that was the the major catalyst from what I saw in their big comeback. Um, you know, maybe some of the film guys could break it down a little further than that, but yeah, that's the overarching view. But if we're at full strength, I think we're going to block them a lot better. Jedrick Wills is a lot more confident. Uh, Baker Mayfield is a lot more confident. If they get their uh, starting wide receiver group back, the uh, connection and cohesion between Baker and the wide receiver group is way more consistent than it was back then. Everybody was still figuring it out. And I think that was a big part of why he missed some of those throws against the Jets. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but, you know, he knows that Jarvis, for example, on such and such a play is going to run it eight and a half yards because he runs it eight and a half yards every single time. And now Jamarcus Bradley, who gave everything he had and played a hell of a game for a guy put in that situation, maybe he ran that at nine and a half. And that's all it takes in the NFL for those throws to be off instead of completions. But... We are far more coherent. They have suffered a ton of injuries. They do, you know, they they have only maybe one or two more linebackers than we have. Uh, They have they have severe injuries in their linebacking group. Uh, Their secondary isn't what it used to be. Um, Obviously, they're missing Bud Dupree, who benefited greatly from uh, single coverage, uh, or I'm sorry, single blockers uh, with T.J. Watt on the other side. I just think they're both completely different teams on completely different tracks. 
And while, yes, it matters to them in that they could get a better seed, I think Tomlin is probably more likely to, even if the starters play, he's not going to put them in harm's way because he knows there's a, there's another game coming next week and it very well could be against Cleveland. So I just think they're a much better team than they showed uh, in Pittsburgh uh, now than they were back then. So even against the starters, I think, I think they're just angry enough and focused enough to go out and, and take one and uh, make their own way into the playoffs, regardless of who lines up for the for the uh, black and yellow. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting. There was a piece on NFL Network with our friend Mike Silver um, talking about that uh, some of the Colts players were calling out uh, Randy Feichner's plays this week against the Steelers. So in the second half, the comeback was – Big Ben literally drawing up plays or calling plays from years past that they hadn't practiced or in weeks past that they hadn't practiced recently to play to try to get something to happen. And so uh, the Steelers weren't a free for all. They were down pretty big in that game and were able to come back. Who knows how much even with their full complement of players playing and it because it could mean something to them. It could mean the difference between the second seed and the third seed and all those right. different things. Uh, so that can play out. And and at the end of today's podcast, I'm going to ask you for your prediction. I, you've already kind of given it about week 17, but I want to talk about, you know, what you think and where do you think they see just your guess, basically. But before I do that and before we talk about some new player possibilities, need to talk to everybody about Indeed. 2020 is almost over. Hallelujah. It's already reshaped how we work and it's uh, businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient. Which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to help keep your business going. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. The offer is valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. You heard that December 31st. We are a few days away from that, so make sure you get in on that as soon as possible. So, Steven, we know that the Browns picked up. We'll start with the the wide receiver the Browns picked up from Minnesota, Alexander Hollins. Did I get that right? I think so. That sounds about right. So I know you are a draft guy. You've spent a lot of time, and you know players from all over the globe. What you got on Mr. Alexander Hollins, the six-foot-one, ran 4.48 in his pro day. What are your thoughts on this pickup? Well, as far as I know, um, he's from Minnesota. Uh, he's six foot one, uh, and he ran a four four eight at his pro day. We did the same research, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't because I think, and I know you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it was you that told me this. You're hearing uh, that it's not. Uh, there's been some reaction on Twitter that they signed him because oh no, one of the close contacts is going to test positive now, and that's. Apparently not going to be the case. We're going to have to wait and see, obviously. But I don't think – it doesn't seem like a panic move. It seems like he knows the system. Uh, and so if they were to need him um, in a – not similar but less 
panicky situation than we had this week, uh, this past week against the Jets. If they need a third or fourth wide receiver, at least he knows the system, knows the play calls, knows all that kind of stuff. And so it would be slightly easier uh, for him to get up to speed. Plus, it will help in the uh, in the practice uh, if they're allowed to practice between now and Thursday because those close contact guys won't be allowed back in until Thursday at the earliest, as I understand it. So I... I see it. I get it. I understand. And let's hope that it's just a thing that happens, a blip, and and we never really have to hear his name again. I mean, and that's nothing against him. Let's just hope the starters all come back and they can play with their full complement of wide receivers. But I think it's more of a safety net kind of move rather than a holy crap, this is going to get worse and we're going to need to need him to come in and play uh, this week move. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's really interesting. You know, Derek Willies is someone that Baker at least had a little bit of experience with. Um, but it was Jamarcus Bradley, who had been in the system a little bit longer this year, uh, that got really a lot of the um, – he got a ton of targets. And then Marvin Hall, I'll just be honest, Marvin Hall looked like he was as tall as Andrew Hawkins on the field. I know he's listed <laughs> as 5'10". That dude looked like he was 5'6", five, 5'8", five, whatever. Uh, so I don't know if even size and speed, you know, the size-speed combination uh, works out a little bit better uh, with the new pickup for Minnesota. But I think you're right. Um, I don't think it says too much. Uh, and again, picking up a guy who's six foot one can run really fast and knows the system is really important. And I think obviously that was the big issue. How many little things and big things are the, are the receivers taught in this system when it comes to blocking and routes mm-hmm. and fakes and just Very all of precise. those little things, everything is so precise that obviously that's the benefit. That's the good of the system, but Man, there is so many little details. And it's important to remember, Kevin Stefanski is in year two of running this system, right? He didn't run the system before Kubiak got there uh, last year. He didn't run it for his four games as a as an offensive coordinator when Filippo was fired in Minnesota. He started running it because he believed in it. That's why he brought in Kubiak. Um, and so, you know, even for Stefanski, there's a lot of details that he's continuing to put in in the system. So, yeah, having a quarterback that – or sorry, a wide receiver that knows some of the details can be very helpful. Uh, and who knows, um, you know, if it leads to Marvin Hall or one of the other guys being released or whatever, who knows down the road. But uh, we'll figure all that out as we well, go. And maybe another thing I just thought of while you while you were talking is the fact that he knows the system. Maybe he's going to spend the next three days, uh, you know, in, in a room or, you know, on a Zoom call or something with Jamarcus Bradley and Marvin Hall and and Derek Willies and those guys and you know give them a crash course in case they have to go out there and play again. Okay, here's here's how this works. I know this system. I know you guys don't know it as well as I do. Here's and here's what I saw you guys do in New York uh, or New Jersey on Sunday. And here's how you can change. I mean, maybe it's you know he's sort of a TA. Uh, you know, sure. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just guessing here, but that would also seem to make sense just in case they have to rely on on Jamarcus Brett, who, again, I thought, I mean, whatever his stats were, you know, they're not going to send his cleats to the Hall of Fame or anything. But considering the situation, I I thought he had a hell of a game. Uh, He was open quite a bit. He caught most of the balls that came his way. He man, he came so close on that last drive to snagging that ball down inside Uh the five. Um, And he was open on the one that Baker missed him on, on the double move uh, earlier in the game that probably would have been six or at least a big gainer. I mean, I I thought, you know, they call you up, 
you know, 18 hours before kickoff or whatever it was, it said, oh, by the way, yeah, I know you, you practice guys are supposed to, you know, quote unquote, stay ready all the time. And they do. But now uh, go walk through in a parking garage and then <laughs> not only go play, but you're our, you know, wide receiver one. You're our X for the day. Go ahead. Go win. You know, I mean, I right. thought considering those circumstances, I, I applaud Jamarcus Bradley's effort and his results. I thought he had a, a whale of a game for the situation he was put in. And it's important to realize that one of the goals of the practice squad is generally to replicate what the opponent is going to do. Sure. So while, yes, they need to pay attention to the details of the Browns game plan, they're generally during the week, like this week. This week, we didn't know anything until, you know, Friday, Saturday. So this week, their primary goal was to help replicate some of the things they thought they were going to see from the Jets under Adam Gase, not as much focus on the Browns game plan. They're the practice wide gods guys. One of the goals is to help the defense get ready. And so there's just so many little details in this uh, offense that I think are just really interesting. So, yep. New wide receiver. We'll see what he's useful for. So speaking of pickups, we know that it, today, either officially or unofficially, uh, snacks. Harrison is available. Jerron curse is available from the Detroit lions as a, a safety um, who had some time with uh, his start of his career was in Minnesota where Stefanski was. And then we know that the Ravens have waived safety Geno Stone. As you look at those three guys, and if there's another one I missed, because there was just a lot of moves, you know, obviously Dwayne Haskins, we're not talking about him today. Um, but there was a lot of moves over kind of in this last week. Any thoughts on any of those three guys or any of the other guys that are available in free agency and, uh, what they the Browns could add them, whether it's for week 17 or for the playoffs, should they make it? Um, I, I if and I think it's unlikely that any of them are, are claimed by Cleveland at this point. But if they were going to, I probably would think the defensive line uh, is uh, I don't know if easier is the right word, but but easier to implement, as we've seen with the safeties and the corners that they've picked up over the course of this year. It takes a while for them to ramp up into this system, um, even though, and I know everybody's, and we do, we need help on the back end, but no, quote unquote, just anybody is better is not true. Okay. They got on, you think Stefanski's system is, is tough to pick <laughs> up. Apparently Wood's system, if you're a safety is really tough to pick up. Um, Tedra Thompson has been here, what, three weeks and he hasn't, he's barely seen the field. If he's seen it at all, I don't think he's seen it at all, actually, to be honest. Uh, it took Ronnie Harrison how many weeks to start getting uh, uh, snaps. Uh, so, you know, I mean, unless, you know, Curse had some time in this system or something very similar, and he he would be a guy maybe you bring in and give a few snaps to. But, again, I would lean more towards uh, Snacks Harrison because um, even that would be tough. But interior defensive line, even if it's just like 10 to 15 snaps in a rotational role, most of it's the responsibilities are pretty similar and he's a veteran guy. So he knows, you know, they tell him, Hey, you go in and, and you one gap in this and you two gap on that. And that's all we're going to ask you to do for a dozen plays while we rest and rotate the rest of the guys. He's a guy that could come in and do it on, you know, five days notice, you know, for 10 or 15 snaps. And then maybe, you know, if, if the season continues, you ramp him up and it could be a great pickup. But um, at this point, honestly, I, I would be surprised if they tried to bring in uh, any outside help, um, and as far as anybody else, I haven't seen anybody else. 
uh, of note anyway that's been released today. I would still call Cam Wake maybe for the same reason I just said. Ten snaps <laughs> a game. Uh, you know, hey Cam, go get around the corner and harass the quarterback for a dozen snaps while we rest Miles because he's still battling COVID. He could do that on five days' notice, you know, something like that. But um, as far as anything in the defensive backfield, I think it's just too complex and and too much, uh, you know, interconnected responsibilities for anybody to come in and give anything meaningful. Um, maybe some special team stuff, but anything meaningful uh, in this important of a game, I, I would be rather surprised if they uh, if they moved on any of the uh, on Curse or uh, Stone or any of the other defensive backfield guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's just so complicated. I think the only question would be with whether it's Stone or Curse or whoever is, you know, do they see, obviously Harrison is not the guy. Do they see a long-term possibility, you know, whether it's right. next year or whatever, and, and, you know, let's go ahead and get him on the roster. Uh, I think you and I, I keep bringing it up randomly, but, you know, getting excited that a Curtis Weaver, you know, is is on the Browns roster mm-hmm. for next year, a Drew Forbes, an Andrew Billings, like, there are some players, obviously the Browns have some decisions to make, but you know whether they see any of these guys as long-term guys, I don't have a concept of any of their contracts, except I know Snacks is you know a one-year deal. Um, and so that would really be the only reason. And then obviously, if they think they're going to make a playoff run, or if they do make a playoff run, then they have another guy that they think is talented. So, um, sure. You know that that makes a lot of a lot of sense, folks. Uh, uh, breaking news from the OBR. It's not really breaking news, and which is why it's, I'm going to say it here as some to be funny. When Jake Burns tells our Slack channel something, we normally don't share it, but I'm going to share it right now. He has found the run game issue from yesterday. It's a little sneak preview. Got to go to the OBR.com. Follow Jake. Make sure you subscribe so you can see the video breakdown of everything. But Jake Burns, as of 532, has found the run game issue. By the way, another behind the scenes, 532, Monday night for a podcast. I might just post it tonight. Either way, he has found (laughs) (laughs) the run game issue. I wonder if it has anything to do with, you know, one of the best rookie left tackles and one of the best guards in the entire league not playing. I'm going to bet that he has more detail than that. But that's largely what it revolves around. I'm just, this is just a wild guess. It's a wild guess. You know, one of the things that I shared (laughs) yesterday on the podcast after the game that I think was true is Baker, I think, does okay when he doesn't trust one side of his line. I think when he struggles, not like anybody else wouldn't, but when he struggles the most is when he doesn't trust both sides or he's got concerns on both sides. Like it really, if he has one side he's concerned about, he can kind of eliminate it and always kind of be ready for it. But he was worried about left tackle and right guard. You know, Nick Harris looks like he's, he looks like Andrew Hawkins, but fat. Um, I mean, not really, I don't know if he's fat or not. He looks like a chunkier version of Andrew Hawkins. He looked like he was five foot seven right out there compared to Dredder yeah, and Conklin. Day, he? he looked tiny, but I think, you know, offensive line when left tackle and right guard or left and right are concerning, that's a problem for any quarterback. You know, then obviously we know that when a center is out, that can cause a lot of problems. But I'm intrigued to see what Jake has for us, whether it's in an article, film room, breakdown, you know, on the YouTube channel, all of those kind of things. But folks, you hear it here first. Uh, let me talk about Bet Online, and then I'm going to ask Steven to tell me for sure that he, I think he, he's already said he, he thinks the Browns beat the Steelers. And then what's if he had to give me a prediction, he had to bet some money, 
what seed and who he thinks the Browns will match up in the first round just for funsies. But the NBA is back in action. So we're talking NBA and football is heading into the playoffs. The Browns are hopefully heading into the playoffs. At least if you have Steven and I's prediction, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. The Cleveland Cavaliers are three and zero, by the way, just in case you don't know, bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. See, now it's season opening bonuses for NBA, so it makes sense again, right? So you can take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet online, your online sport book expert. So, Stephen, as we finish up for the day, you are predicting that the Cleveland Browns will beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 17 to make the NFL playoffs in the year 2012. That'll be 2021. So, hallelujah, celebrate it. What is your prediction? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think the Browns come in seventh, sixth, fifth seed? And who do you expect them to play with that seeding? Um, just looking at you know how things how we think things are going to play out on paper, which as we've seen, especially the past couple of weeks is uh, even dicier proposition in 2020 than it normally is. But if you went with the odds on most of these games, if the Browns win, I think we're going to be looking at a back-to-back. I think they're going to finish uh, in the sixth seed. Uh, and I think they're going to play at Pittsburgh uh, in round one. So, or uh, yeah, in uh, the wild card round. So I- I'm going to look for something Depending on the weather, if the weather, current weather holds um, 27 to 16, 27 to 17, something in that range uh, for the victory, um, the rain and snow as it currently stands, as I understand, it's supposed to end on Saturday. But if that front slows and, and, and then we get a rain game or a snow game on Sunday, who knows what will happen. Uh, but if they're back at full strength, I expect them to lean on the run game in that scenario. So, but uh, if you force me to guess right now, and I don't, uh, I don't place uh, sports bets anymore. But if you force me to put my own money down, I would say six seed playing at Pittsburgh in the first round. All right. So based on how I understand it, and I'm not saying I'm right, that would mean either Baltimore or Miami lost, and either I think, uh, or possibly the Titans. Uh, and that the Browns slid up to the sixth seed and the Colts made it in. I think that's how that would have to work or might work uh, or the, yeah, anyways. So we'll go with that. So Steven, I need that game to end with the Browns winning by a touchdown or more. Uh, so let's hope that you are correct, my <laughs> friend, uh, because, you know, I went to check out betonline.ag using the promo code BLUEWIRE. For week 17, Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steven, I hope you have a great new year, and I hope you are celebrating early in 2021 with your Cleveland Browns, my Cleveland Browns, making the NFL playoffs. Be a great way to start off the new year, wouldn't it? Uh, Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's, first of all, I mean, the biggest thing, as everybody knows, is we're going to wait until Thursday uh, and find out how many of those guys are clear and come back because, you know, we've had this entire conversation based on the stipulation that they're, they're back at full strength. Now, if, you know, something goes wrong and, you know, two or three or all of those guys don't play again, now we're in, you know, scramble mode. I don't, I don't know if they can win, um, with the, against the Steelers, uh, without that group. Um, 
who knows? An emotional game, the last game, maybe they pull something out because they could have won that game on Sunday. But um, that's the first hurdle. Let's get through Thursday. Uh, hopefully get everybody back healthy and practicing. Uh, and if that happens, I think we're going to have a fun start to 2021 as Cleveland Browns fans. Absolutely. And that's why, folks, on Twitter, you need to be following at Fred Greetham, uh, our yes. Balea reporter. Uh, for subscribers, make sure to, you go to the OBR uh, Rumor Central. That is where Lane and Brad have been doing a great job. And just a little behind the scenes, you haven't seen as much of me in there. Uh, and you can make some assumptions about why that is and who's currently no longer in uh, Berea and who I don't know and who I might know and who I need to get to know and all those kind of fun things. Stuff like that happens in this in this game of covering the team. So you haven't seen as much from me there for a reason. Uh, you can make whatever guesses you want to at this point in time. Uh, but as always, appreciate having Steven on. Make sure you uh, go to his Twitter page as well, um, but also go to his Pandora and all those other things. Look up Magic Wife Dust and everything else. Uh, comedian from Stephen Thomas. He'll get a penny or so out of that. And we always want to support our people. So make sure you do that, folks. And then most importantly, please make sure you take care of yourself. Take care of others and go Browns.